It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I don't want to lose. I want to win. I need professional help. Sports Betting Weekly. Sports Betting Weekly, sponsored by EasySportsData.com. The books use data. Shouldn't you too? And this is Easy Sports Data, like the preschoolers use. EasySportsData.com. I win here and I win there. Now what? Sports Betting Weekly. I want to win. You should also check out sportsbettinglessons.com. You'll learn some old tricks because sometimes how you bet is more important than who you bet. Sportsbettinglessons.com. Let's just do it. Let's meet this thing head on. You were you were in it to win it. Talk about an education. Sports betting weekly. Wow, winning. Sports betting weekly. Sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to Sports Betting Weekly. I am Second Half Chaz. I am joined by Blackhawk West. It's not as much Sports Betting Weekly this week as it is the West and Chaz Show on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, and on the Sports Betting Channel. Blackhawk West, we're going to hop right on live action, and then I can say hello to you later. So let's talk about NHL. Yeah, so NHL, I... It, I, I was on uh, San Jose in the points, the plus one and a half. They just popped the goal in. So, you know, we're, we're looking good there. I think you cashed uh, on period one, St. Louis and Tampa. And uh, I am now looking at the over going into the second period of the Colorado Montreal. I'm on the under six and a half for the game. But going into the second period that's about to start, I'm going to take the over one and a half because I believe we'll get two goals in the second period. All right. Yeah, we're, we're looking good because they didn't score any in the first, so we've got six and a half goals to give. Uh, so let's look at uh, the uh, Tampa Bay. That was a one nothing, And San Jose State, no, I'm not on San Jose State. I'm on San Jose State's team total. That was two and a half, so that's a good start. Anytime you can get a goal right the first period, you're going to take that. Yep, yep, of course. Two more to go. So let's look at getting into some live action on. Oh, I always like when I start sports betting weekly on Thursday, eight o'clock Eastern time. And there's a certain number in my account. And then when I get going to the live action, I look, there's more than when I started. I like that. All right. So we're going to the Montreal game and we're looking at the second period. Second period over. Right, so and we're already in. We're already in under for the game. Right. It's minus um, a big number. It's minus 212. Fine with me. We're getting two goals. But what we're going to do is we're going to get hop on two and a half with about half of the winnings if we get the one and a half. This is the same exact strategy, guys, that works in soccer. When they give you multiple totals, say to yourself, what do you think it's going to be? And then make sure, and, and Wes, you use this all the time with your Chicago sports traders, uh, option traders, uh, Chicago option traders, COT, right? That's correct? Yep. You got it. And what that is, is as long as you get that first number, you can't lose. I had a soccer game recently that Paolo gave me where I was on a half, one and a half, and two and a half. And when I got it, I would say the half was probably about the same thing, minus two something. The one and a half was plus 190, maybe two something. But the, the two and a half, 
was plus like 670 or something. And guess what? Bang, bang, bang. They scored three goals. Once they score that first goal, you literally could go away and move on because you're really not, you're not going to, unless you're getting greedy. And in soccer, you, you, it's kind of greedy to expect four goals in, in the final minute, you know, or final minutes. But you, you can get it. You, like you said, you get that first cash. Take half of those winnings onto some plus money. And if you don't get it, you won anyway. If right. you do get it, cha-ching. Exactly. All right, so then, um, of course, we got Thursday night football, which normally is not a game that you're going to play, but I do this thing called Easy Sports Data that's available on bellyupfantasy.com, so I will have action on that game. Uh, when the game starts, I'm on the unders, and so we're going to see how that goes, but I'm on the unders for a couple reasons, and I noticed that the line moved down, so I wasn't the only one on the unders. Um, in terms of the NBA, did you give us any NBA plays? I am not in NBA yet. I probably well, will get there John. about Christmas. John from GMF Sports Consultants, right? Because I did not. That would be John. I bet well, one, two, three, four. I bet five different bets. Most of them I bet more than once. And I didn't handicap any of it. That's just literally the confidence I have in the Sports Betting Weekly uh, team and the Belly Up Sports crew because you guys give me winners. So, um, it was the under in the NBA game, OKC in Memphis, which starts, it just started. Uh, and then, what about, and the under, that was from you, the Montreal under. And so, I think yeah, John that, gave us the, uh, the dog, Illinois Chicago dog. That was John. Yeah, so what I did is I took the dog and I took Tampa Bay. I took Illinois Chicago uh, on the money line. And I took Tampa Bay uh, on the minus one and a half line. And I put them together. My goodness, the math that grows when you do that, it was really exceptional. I got to think it was eight or nine to one at this point that I was looking at. So, so far, so good. We'll see what happens with that one. And then, of course, uh, let's, let's talk to you about, because you have, you, have, you have bet college basketball so far this season, but you don't have anything today. I don't have anything today, and it's it's because I like NHL today. And and the, and at this point, we've gone from a lot of CFL action, a lot of college football action, and you know now units have a bigger impact to the total portfolio for the week. So I don't have college. Uh, I don't have any college. Hoops yeah, and today. we're winding down. There's only four teams left in Canadian football playoffs. There is uh, only you know there's only I only have two pieces two pieces of paper. And I could have probably squeezed it on to, to one every single college football game this week. Yeah. It was seven or eight pages last week. And these are tougher ones. These are these when you're looking at these college games this weekend, most of them are trying to get the W. They're not trying to chase a point. Right. There's no there's no more uh, status points. There's for sure. So let's let's plan on uh, in our final segment. We're going to cover the NCAA. So we're going to put that away. Mo is going to join us, but Mo's not going to join us live. Mo is going to join us uh, pre-recorded. He's a very busy man. He's got his own Mo radio show, but the dude is just, you know, you've listened to him, you know, Wes, you know, you got to give him his props. He knows his stuff. He hits some monster legs. I don't, I don't play yeah. the legs that he hits. I've gone up to seven. I think seven's the biggest I've ever hit. But he's doing a lot of the in-game parlays, and we've been talking about it all season, and now I'm seeing – 
you know, all DraftKings and all those places talking about it. But he's, he's been doing really, really well with them. So he's going to join us. But uh, before he does, I think we should, we should slide in to Canadian football. Really, right? We have two more times that we will talk about Canadian football. That's a season, eh? Hey, they don't skip a week, do they? They do not. We'll, go, we'll have the Grey Cup next week. All right, so let's do that. Let's just hop right into Canadian football. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now. It was just it was it was a fun time. Now, don't get me wrong. We had a little bit of a, uh, a surprise. I guess surprise would be the world word last weekend because uh, it's a team. I don't think we thought Sask was going to win, did we? We were on Calgary, so we got the points. Uh, you know, the early part of the season, we really liked Sask. They 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 cashed a lot of tickets for us. And, uh, you know, I like going into this past week, just how strong Calgary's defense was coming on. But looking at that game, there were six total interceptions thrown um you, you know you don't have that many interceptions in a game and uh, oddly enough sask won and their quarterback threw for four interceptions which it's it's you know that's how good cody is but uh that was just a wild game and, and it was 63 points total that is very uncharacteristic of a cfl game especially the number two the number two ranked defense in in the cfl well no these these totals this week are both 45 ish and those are higher, two or three points higher than we've seen all, all season. There's no doubt about that. So let's do this. Let's start with, um, so 12.30 Eastern time Sunday. That's nice. So this game starts before the NFL game kicks off. It does. Toronto. Now this week, they're still playing at Toronto and Winnipeg. But for the Grey Cup, they go to... Grey Cup is in Hamilton. So a Hamilton win, they actually will host the Grey Cup if they win. How often um, does that happen? It does happen. Uh, just given the fact that there's a, a more limited amount of stadiums and there is fewer teams. So it, there's a better chance of it happening than, than in the NFL. The NFL, you know, it's like a lightning striking kind of thing. So, uh, you know, looking at that first game tomorrow, this is, this is a difficult one because uh, Toronto is undefeated at home. They also okay. uh, I'm have... going to interject here. I'm going to interject. Only because you said tomorrow. And I think you think we're on Saturdays in Canada. <laughs> it's Thursday night now. So, so here's the thing. What is it? If it's 8.07 in New York City, it doesn't matter where you are. What time is it in New York City? If it's 8.07 in New York City, then these games are Sunday, right? Yeah. All right. So, so uh, Sunday. Maybe I just want it to be tomorrow. Maybe I'm just yeah. ready for, for, well, the, for no, this, I, these I games. Think I, I, like, I like knowing that I'm going to have, uh, but I'm assuming, right, these <clears> games are going to be easier to find than normal. Yeah, they are. Uh, this past week, they were they were on regular television uh, channels versus having to go through some apps I had and both, whoever your providers are. I had both Canadian football, Wes, and my San Diego State Aztecs on real TV. I didn't have to how, how about that? So this weekend, this Toronto game, uh, this Toronto-Hamilton, Toronto has Toronto is, is beaten Hamilton three out of the four times. Toronto, they don't lose at home. Although what Hamilton just did to, to Montreal defensively, their defense is showing up. Brandon Banks, former most outstanding player, is showing up big. I, I know it's very weird that it's, it's in football we're talking about a wide receiver as a game-changing type winner. You know, it doesn't really happen in the NFL where the wide receiver is worth as many points. But this is a one-point game, and I, I like Hamilton to go into to Toronto and get the win. Toronto typically scores more at home, but this Hamilton defense is just humming along. So it's Hamilton. Take the points. Take the money line. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out some things at you, just looking at our Easy Sports data, which is available on BellyUpFantasySports.com. And if you do go to BellyUpFantasySports for that NFL, you're getting the, the CFL for free. 
Here's some things with Hamilton. Since they played in September, one team, that was Toronto, one team has scored more than five points in the first half on them. Here's their score since then. 3-0-3-5-3-4-3-14. And that was the last time they played, right? The very last time that was those games. Yep. Yep. And then zero and then three. But that last game went over because they scored some. Remember, we were shocked how much they scored. They scored a lot of points. Up to that point, they had a run, incredible run of unders. Same thing when you look over at the, the games when they're on the road. So they played on the road this year seven times, six and one unders. So, I mean, that's, that's, and that's mostly coming from their defense. They're not really scoring that poorly, but they're not giving up a lot of points. Well, and I think to give credit to what you're saying, uh, this is going to be a weather game. We got 80% chance of heavy rain in this game. It's going to be, uh, we're going to be in the upper 30s, and it's going to be raining heavily in Toronto. Both these games this weekend, actually, are, we can look forward to weather. In the last five games, there's the Hamilton's first half points. 27, 15, 0 in the aforementioned Toronto game, 14 and 20. That's some high score football that we haven't seen consistently from any teams, really. No, it is not. All right, so you like Hamilton. Um, if I'm using them, I got to go Hamilton and under. My main reason, again, the defense looks so good and expecting weather, um, and, and they're just they're tired of losing to these guys, and they will host a Grey Cup. Pretty crazy. Okay, then, so later that day, and according to my CFL report here, um, it's going to be 1 o'clock my time, 4 o'clock Eastern. So you will get the – these games will not overlap. No, they won't. There will be some time in between. There will be some high fives and trophies awarded. I mean, it will it'll be a, it'll well, be a and, thing. And from a, strictly from a, a, a being totally selfish and not really caring about anybody but, but myself, I don't want to have to be in a yeah. position where <laughs> I have to make a decision and then I get backdoored or something. I like that a game is Of over course. And I can get – and my book, play, my book pays pretty quickly. So. Yeah, yeah. So looking at this, looking at this second game, we're we're looking at Winnipeg against Sask. I will tell you, Cody Fajardo threw four interceptions last week. Three of them were in the first half to the same, the same defender. Um, if you do that against Winnipeg, you will pay for it, and you will be out of this game before it even starts. My concern: Winnipeg, for all intents and purposes, hasn't truly played in about three weeks. Remember, they clinched early. And then they went into the game three weeks ago, and they pulled starters. They started pulling starters in the second half. Then they went into the following week, and they, they had almost nobody in the game. This, it will be snowing in Winnipeg for this game. The question is how heavy. It's going to be potentially single-digit temperatures. It's going to be freezing. This Winnipeg defense is historically fantastic. So when you got a quarterback that is going into your house in the snow, throwing four interceptions to a Calgary defense, that isn't anywhere near the quality of Winnipeg. Winnipeg has two of the top sackers in the league. Um, I, I like the under in the first quarter because I think Winnipeg's offense is going to get off to a slow start, and I don't think Sass is going to score in the first quarter. So I like the under nine and a half first quarter, and then I like Winnipeg to just unload and cover the spread. The spread is seven and a half or eight, depending on where you look. I'm on the seven and a half, but I think Winnipeg's going to win this game by double digits. So Sask is currently on a first quarter one and eight against the spread. The last nine games, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Did I say that right? 
You did. Yeah, look at me. The bottom line is that's that's pretty poor. But the reason is they don't score. They scored one touchdown in those games. One. Zero three three zero 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 seven zero zero. But when it comes to the first half, their numbers are a tick better. They're seven and two. Losing. So they're two and seven against the spread. The number that jumps out at me is, is when I look at what Winnipeg does when they play in Winnipeg. And it's to say it's dominant. Now remember we talked about their second half run, where they went, uh, they W and under for like a month in a row. They haven't lost. In the second half, they are perfect, undefeated, 8-0 against, or 7-0 against the spread in the second half. They allowed, in those games, 17 points in seven games. Now, let's look at sports where 17 points in 17 games is bad. Hmm. Soccer? I don't know. Maybe soccer. I mean, soccer, that could be bad. Two or three goals. Hockey, I, that's probably average. Here's their last four second-half scoring outputs. 21 against the same team they're playing. They played Edmonton. They put up 19. They put up 29 against BC. And then Montreal, they put up 17. That's an awful lot of points in a second half. And teams that, You know how I love second halves. You, you, know my, you might know yep. that about me. I like second half. Because I believe that if, if, if you got a better coach, you're going to win a second half. How many times have we cashed on Belichick's teams over the last 10 years in the second half? Oh, yeah. Here's the Too many times to count. So same games, the numbers for the game, 33, 30, 45, 31. So they have not scored less than 31 po- or 30 points at home since August 29th. I had the AC on. Yeah, yeah, there you go. No doubt about it. All right, so when we come back from break, first of all, let's do a quick We'll do a quick update. Uh, let's look at the hockey games. You can get us an update on those three hockey games. We've got Montreal. we got um, San Jose. And we've got, uh, who's the other one we got? Tampa Bay. Yep. So we, we popped a goal in, in in Montreal. So looking for that over one and a half. We're four, not even four minutes in. Ah, or and, uh, two and a half works too. Yep. So we're, we're, we're trending in the right direction. Tampa St. Louis is still one to nothing. San Jose and the New York Islanders are tied at one, uh, getting ready to start the second. Okay, so when we come back from break, we'll have some updates on the college basketball that we already gave out. Just cashing tickets, but we already cashed two tickets, so that was pretty cool. You're listening to Sports Betting Weekly on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, the Sports Betting Channel, and we'll be right back. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. Sit back and enjoy the show. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly, or, or as we're calling it this week, the Wes and Chaz Show, because John from GMF Sports Consultants is not available today, but he did give us some plays that we're going to cover. Uh, so let's do a quick update here. Once we go out to Mo, we are not going to be talking. We're going to be watching and listening because he's got some winners. He's going to cover some uh, NFL for us. He's going to talk about a little bit about the coaching carousel. But do, Wes, pay attention because when uh, we get done with him, you and I are going to have uh, hear your opinion on that same subject matter. So any updates in the hockey? Well, I, I was going to give an update on John's call of uh, the UIC Flames. He has uh, University of Illinois Chicago. He took the five and a half points, and it's 16-3. They're down by three right now. So in pure John fashion, he finds 
to most bizarre schools that nobody would think of and wins. Yeah, so but, know, we've got we got three or four guys that are part of the crew that are those small school guys. I always think of uh, uh, Jonathan from San Antonio. Um, yeah, well, Vasco, Tom Vasco. Uh, the only downside is is especially with with those teams is they're not getting in the tournament usually. Uh, they're not getting in a bowl game. So if you're betting small schools for basketball or football, your season's going to end a little earlier than than the big schools. But uh, you know, if you've cashed enough tickets along the way, Wes, do you really care? No, sure don't. You do not. All right, so let's do this. Get this thing ready to go here. And we're going to go out and talk to our buddy from Mo from the Mo Radio Show. Always fun to join Mo from the Mo Radio Show to, to talk a little bit of sports. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't care about much except the against the spread aspect of sports. But, Mo, we've had fun talking about other things before. Yeah, we, we talk about things. So you're in the Midwest. Talk to me about this whole Notre Dame, LSU, Oklahoma, USC kind of world we're dealing with with coaches. What do you think? Do you have an opinion? Do you care? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's strange to see a coach and Brian Kelly uh, leave a program where he still has a, uh, a pretty good shot at getting into the uh, – college football playoffs you know it's that that's the strange thing to me and notre dame uh, i think made overtures to luke fickle who is the head coach of cincinnati uh but uh he declined because he wanted to see through uh you know what he had there at cincinnati you know notre dame was a job uh, along with ohio state he always said it would be hard to turn down if offered but you know he's got a chance to play for the college football championship i, I mean a long shot to win it, but uh, you know you got to respect the guy who stays there. Brian Kelly, I uh, was on a recruiting trip for Notre Dame, and uh, you know texted the players that night to be there for a 7 a.m. meeting when uh, you know the news had already broken he was leaving. If I'd have been one of his players, I would have told him you got to kiss my ass because I'm not getting up at 7 a.m. to listen to a guy who gave a four-minute talk. That'd be a you know? exactly. <laughs> so Watch I mean, talk. You know, coaching at Notre Dame is a different animal because there are certain things you can't do that the schools like LSU can. There are certain requirements that your recruits have to meet that they don't have to meet at LSU or Oklahoma or Alabama. And, uh, you know, I think there are some fights. He just got tired of fighting. Uh, you know, plus if you look at where he's compensated compared to other coaches, you know, you look at Mel Tucker, who's done nothing uh, so far at Michigan state, uh, just get a ton of money. And, you know, Brian Kelly, while he made about $5 million a year, you look at the other guys who have done less than him, and, and I think it was about the money at this point. Uh, he decided to take on that challenge and go to LSU where he could recruit anybody he wanted, and uh, he's going to get paid handsomely to do it. Well, no, I mean, a lot of the things that have come out were related to the fact that every single LSU head coach has won a championship, but yet none of them last more than a, a sneeze or two after that, you know? Yeah, you know, and I think Lincoln Riley with USC, he decided that, uh, you know, Oklahoma will be moving to the SEC, which makes everything a lot tougher. Uh, you know, when you're in the Big 12, Oklahoma has kind of owned the Big 12 for the, you know, past five or 10 years. And uh, moving to the SEC, I think, is something that uh, would make his job a lot more difficult when you're going up the likes of, of Georgia and, and Nick Saban every year. So I think he found a spot where he can be in L.A., uh, you've got uh, the cachet of being USC, 
and you're playing in the Pac-12. So if you can put together a good team that, uh, you know, can stand defeated, you've got a, a, a pretty good shot at going to the college football playoff every year. And, uh, you know, you're the guy who gets to try to rebuild USC into to what it once was. Now you have more competition because when USC was the powerhouse they were in the late 90s and early 2000s, they didn't have two NFL teams, uh, you know, in town. So it's going to be a, a job there for Lincoln Riley. But, uh, you know, he thought that was the best situation for him. He's going to get paid very well to live in L.A. So uh, he decided to make the move as well. And, and Bob Stoops, uh, the former Oklahoma coach, will return to uh, coach his former team in the bowl game. Yeah, it's just a trippy world. No doubt about it. But, uh, you know, that, and, and it really is. It's so unfair to the kids, in my opinion. They can't do hardly anything, even though now at least they get their their names, their image, and their, their likenesses back. So let's talk about the guys that actually get the checks right up front or their spouses or their ex-wives, whoever gets it. Somebody's getting <laughs> it. Um, so, so talk to me about this week. Now, where, where we're at in the season is an amazing amount of parity, is it not? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's a strange time in the NFL because you had a team – you know, like Arizona that jumped out uh, early and stayed undefeated for a while. But, I mean, if you made me pick the, the Super Bowl uh, participants right now, I don't know that I could do it. Uh, there is an amazing amount of parity, uh, you know, in the NFL right now. It's, it's going to be who's going to get hot at the right time towards the end of the season, and more importantly, who can stay healthy. Yeah, we're going to see four teams play on our annual AFC-NFC weekend in Las Vegas. That, of course, Mo, is a hint. But, uh, yeah, I would not be willing to bet who those four would be right now. No, I mean, you know, I, I like Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay and what they're they're doing. Uh, you know, you've got another week for him to get healthy. Uh, you know, the AFC is a, a division that uh, nobody evidently really wants. Uh, you know, the hottest team in the AFC right now is the New England Patriots with a rookie quarterback and Mac Jones. Uh, the NFC... You've got a ton of teams who are under 500 who are still in the running for a, a playoff. I mean, for God's sakes, the Atlanta Falcons could still make the playoffs, and they went two weeks with scoring three points. So it's uh, it, it's crazy what's going on in the NFL right now. So talk to me. Let's uh, let's look at Sunday's games and, and come up with a couple winners or a couple a couple plays because you've been into that craze that's sweeping the nation of same game parlays. Yeah, you know, it, uh, it's it's paid off well. Last week, I was so into my team playing Tom Brady and, and the Buccaneers that I didn't bet on anything. I, uh, I watched and just uh, focused on the entire game and was so distraught afterwards that I made absolutely zero plays last week. I was so disappointed in myself. You know what? I cashed up in the uh, team total over again for, I don't know, I, I got to think it's, 12 of the last 14 bets I've made on that. They just keep scoring points. You know, the last two times the Colts lost to top contending teams, the Titans and now uh, the Buccaneers, they have a guy who should be the MVP probably at this point in Jonathan Taylor because nobody else has really stood out. And all of a sudden, uh, for the third quarter and uh, half of the fourth quarter, they forgot he was on the team. He had zero carries. And then he came in the fourth quarter and all of a sudden amassed 80 yards. Hmm. Maybe we shouldn't have given up on that uh, when we were ahead in the third and the half of the fourth. So, you know, I mean, it, it's uh, he's a guy that you can pretty much mark down every week, Chaz. If you're going to bet on, on an anytime touchdown scorer and going over 100 yards, 
that's the same game parlay you can almost hit it almost every week. And that's really what I try to do always when I'm analyzing is I try to find something and ride it. And that's the Colts have been great for me this year. I'd like to have two or three other teams or things, but you know, we've got a few guys that are being consistent, but even with the players, I guess it makes sense. So if the players are, are having up and down weeks, then the teams are going to have up and down weeks. Yeah. I mean, another good one is, is Leonard Fournette tends to always find his way to the end zone here recently and not rush for, a uh, hundred yards at all because he's also involved in the passing game. Uh, so I've continuously hit uh, on Leonard Fournette from the Buccaneers to go stay under a hundred yards and to score a touchdown each week. And, and he's been uh, coming through for me, you know, nine times out of 10, he's a guy who will get in the end zone and he's not going to rush for a bunch because they have two running backs and uh, he does get a lot of, uh, of passes his way too. So there's another guy that, uh, you know, that hits for me on a, usually on a weekly basis. Yeah, and he's also he's he's a crunch guy when they're in the red zone too. Oh yeah, I mean for sure. You know when they get down there, the ball's either going to him or Gronkowski. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's it's just one of those ones that uh, you know I like to combine those uh, each and every week, and you know it, it's been winning money for me. Yeah, this week when you're looking at just the games, you know, there's another week where even though there's still buys, there's a handful of games that are double double digits basically. You know, nine is. To me, nine points is double digits because you need 10 points to win, you know? Yeah, you know, those higher point spreads are so hard to predict because you're going to see teams now start to rest starters in the second half when they get up big and, you know, give these bad teams a chance to get a few points on the board because now, you know, you take a team like, uh, you know, the Rams where Matthew Stafford is nicked up in different ways. You think if they get a lead that he's not going to take a seat on the bench. You know, you saw... Uh, Tom Brady, not last week, but a week ago, uh, spent the fourth quarter on the bench. A lot of people had no idea uh, that Tampa Bay had a backup quarterback until uh, they got up. So I, I think this is where those double-digit ones, to me, are going to get harder with this longer season is you're going to see teams try to rest these older guys to prepare them for the playoffs. No, no doubt about it. All right, so let's, let's look at Sunday's games and uh, isolate a couple teams. All right, uh, give me a couple of your favorite games. I'll tell you what I like. You know what? I, I looked at these games, and, and it's funny because the, the first game that jumped out at me was the uh, Chargers-Cincinnati game because these are both teams that, right, have winning records, but they don't feel like they should. Well, they feel like two teams going in the opposite direction right now. Honestly, you look at, uh, at Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati Bengals team, you know, they have, they have manhandled – uh, you know, some teams this year, they manhandled a, a very good, uh, the AFC leading Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they took Big Ben in Pittsburgh last week and put a beating on him. Uh, you know, so uh, Joe Burrow has really found his stride as he's gotten back uh, with, uh, you know, with his uh, favorite receiver from his college days. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I like this team a lot. Their defense doesn't get a lot of uh, hype, but they've got a fast defense that always seems to be around the ball. And and Justin Herbert, uh, you know, and the Chargers are, are a good team. Uh, they've beat some good teams too, but they've taken some bad losses. Uh, you know, this is a guy who's going to uh, be a, a great quarterback in this league, who's a very good quarterback now. But, uh, you know, like anybody, he's going through those, those up and down stretches. We know we've seen Patrick Mahomes do it. We've seen Lamar Jackson do it. We've seen, uh, you know, Tom Brady do it, quite honestly. You know, he had a couple of games that uh, the Bucks lost where he threw some bad interceptions and had bad games. So, I think Herbert and the Chargers snap out of it. You got to remember, you have a first-year head coach, uh, you know, and and they play in a damn tough division. Let's be honest, you know, uh, 
there's not uh, there's not an easy team to beat in that AFC West. The Raiders, they're good. Chiefs, they're good. The Broncos are surprisingly good with a good running game. So uh, I, I think that right now you're looking at uh, at uh, you know teams that are trying to figure out uh, you know what they're going to be. Are they going to be playoff teams? Or are they going to fall apart? I like Joe Burrow and the Bengals in this game. You know until Justin Herbert comes out and proves to me he can put together a couple of weeks in a row. Uh, you know, of, of good performances and when start winning football games again, I got to go with a hot hand. And to me, that uh, is Joe Burrow throwing those touchdown passes to Jamar Chase. Yeah. And, and, and again, the, the Charger division, really, every single one of them has got to win a record. And that's not normally the case in a Kansas City division. No, I mean, you know, I, I and I think Denver is a surprising team right now. Uh, you know, you've got two f- fabulous running backs on that team. You've got guys who can go catch the football and, you know, and you would think that the defense would have taken a hit after, you know, they trade off their uh, all pro Von Miller, but no, you know, that defense has stepped up and, and played pretty darn good too. You've got uh, the rookie quarterback and Patrick Sertain, the second, uh, uh, you know, who is trying to become a, a, a very good corner in this league. So, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be uh, an interesting, uh, interesting week. Uh, but I, I just, I like the Bengals in this game. All right, so Monday night football, if at the beginning of the season I went to Vegas and I said on November or on December 6th, when New England and Buffalo meet, New England will have more wins. What odds would I have got, do you think? Uh, plus a lot, plus yeah. a thousand. Ooh, I mean, that had to be probably thought, 80, 100 to one, bad. Easy. I mean, you know, it. it you, you take a rookie quarterback uh, who's got to, to learn Bill Belichick and his system uh, and who's not the, the easiest coach to get along with. A lot of players who leave there say they leave because they want to go have fun and enjoy playing football. Uh, but, you know, Mac Jones was the right pick. You look at a guy uh, who has excelled more than anybody else from this rookie class, and it's Mac Jones. And if you look around, there's not a lot of playmakers on that team. It's hard to think of to name other guys on that offense other than the quarterback and you know they've uh, they've gotten rid of some older defensive players who have played well for them uh you know they jettisoned their all pro cornerback to the carolina panthers you know four or five weeks back uh but they're starting to figure it out and uh you know that's a team that indianapolis plays here in a couple of weeks and uh I, i'm more scared i think right now of them coming to town than i am was of, of tom brady and the defending super bowl champions uh, the Bills are, are a team that uh, you don't know week to week what you're going to get. You saw that team get manhandled by the Colts a couple of weeks ago, then come out and just lay, uh, you know, a whooping uh, on Thanksgiving night. So the question is, what Josh Allen's going to show up? Buffalo lost their uh, their one of their top defensive players in Tre'Davious White uh, for the season on Thanksgiving night. Uh, I, mm. I'm going to take Buffalo, but it would be by the slightest of margins just because I think Josh Allen's going to try to uh, put this team on his back. Mac Jones is not to that point yet, I, I think, to where we can rely on him you, to put a team on his back. Josh Allen's been there. He's a guy that uh, that will you know run and dive for a first down while Mac Jones. He, he's not that guy yet. And uh, until he proves it to me, which he very well made too on Monday night, I'm going to have to take Buffalo. 
All right. So b- before we let you go, uh, you know, we, we appreciate you coming in. You came in early this week to re- uh, record a, a segment so we could talk and play it on the air for uh, Sports Betting Weekly. However, when uh, you're listening to this on Sports Betting Weekly, if it's somewhere between 830 and 9 o'clock Thursday night, you're, you're catching this live. So, Mo, let's do a live play. Uh, you're coming out of uh, the seven and a half minute mark of the first quarter, roughly, give or take. Dallas at New Orleans. Where do you think it's going to be? And give us one live action play. I'm going to bet it as soon as the video ends. Well, I think what benefits Dallas in this game, honestly, is the fact that Mike McCarthy is not coaching this game. Their head coach, uh, a guy who has over his career been terrible at uh, at clock management. The offense, I think, has gotten stagnant the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> they will have Amari Cooper back on the field for him. Uh, I, they lost a uh, overtime game to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. I think they've got something to prove. The Saints, to me, uh, you know, a couple of weeks out, Alvin Kamara starting Taysom Hill. I would say I would play the over for the game. I would take uh, parlay that with uh, Ezekiel Elliott getting into the end zone and uh, taking Dallas to win. So I, those three in that game. There you go. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Have a good one, my friend. What do we know? Well, we know since we left and we talked to Mo, we cashed another ticket because we got our second goal in the Montreal second period. That way we can, we have a great, great time. Remember, we go uh, the AFC NFC Conference Championship Sunday. So we come in Friday, come out Monday. And, and for me, you know, I'm old. So for me, a couple days in Vegas is a couple days. I've, I had a streak of, uh, I think, five or six years in a row, Wes, where I got sick every single time. After. <laughs> I got the flu one year. I was in the hospital. And the doctor says, are you, are you run down at all? I said, I spent 24 hours straight drinking in Vegas. Still have two and a half on that Montreal, but it was nice. Now, big time negative number. And then uh, the other thing is, okay, so I went in on the, I went in on the over. No, Mo likes the over. I like the under. I'm not changing that one, I don't think. I think the way I can piggyback on Mo is I could hop on Dallas. Do you have any opinions? Well, and, and the start to this game is, is, is exactly why. You know, Dallas was six and a half when the game started. We're now halfway through the first, and it, it's, it's now 0-0. Zero, zero, and the spread is now down to five and a half, Dallas. And New Orleans just missed a field goal wide right. But had they made that, the play at that point would have been Dallas money line first half because they're down by three and you, you probably could have gotten some plus money. But but, it, you know, here we go again at zero. It's zero zero. So we're back to the pregame spread, which I didn't like. Yeah. And I'm, I hopped on the under. So when I hear missed field goals, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. My pulse goes up a little. My heart rate, you know, I'm sweating a little. Get a, my, I feel ears. My ears are getting a little warm underneath underneath my headset here. I like winning. I like catching tickets. So uh, that's, that's where I'm at. All right, so yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find, we're going to go to break. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, I'm going to find a live play that I'm going to piggyback on one of Mo's suggestions. You're listening to Sports Betting Weekly. And again, if it's, you know, about a quarter to nine in New York City right now, you're catching us live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And when we come back in a few minutes out after that, you catch the loudmouths. They'll be on tonight. I know they got a great guest. I forget who it was. Um, 
And, of course, Belly Up Sports Podcast Network and the Sports Betting Channel. We'll be right back. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. You keep lying when you ought to be truthful. And you keep losing when you ought to not bet. Sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly. I am Second F. Chaz. I'm joined by Black Hawk West. Really, technically, it's the Wes and Chaz show today because uh, John from GMF Sports Consultant is not here. However, he's done okay. He's done okay. Let me tell you about some of the stuff John told us to pay attention. Well, first of all, it was the college game, right? He liked Chicago, Illinois, Chicago. However, Oakland is starting to take control of that game, right, Wes? They're up by, uh, they're up by 12 at halftime. I think I'm going to sit tight. I'm still getting points. I think I'm going to sit tight on that for live action. Uh, hockey, I think, I think, I think we got our two and a half goals, did we? Three goals were scored in the second period, and now we just need to stay under four goals in the third period in order to get that six and a hook right, under game. Right. And, and again, you know what? I, 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 so you, when you cash the first period under, then you cash a second period over. You shouldn't complain about what happens in the game because you've hit an over and an under in the same game, and now you got another under. You could see where people would want you to call 1-800-GAMBLER if you told them that's how you were betting. So I could totally appreciate that. But I'm still struggling with the football line on the Dallas Cowboys because I'm going to make a live play based on what he said over. And for right now, it looks like it's blacked out, so I don't have the game on here. Uh, Dallas just went. Dallas went for it on fourth and two, and had a wide receiver wide open and just a bad pass. So Dallas turned it over on New Orleans forty. Uh, now we're going down to five and a half for the game. So this this is a low scoring one right now. Thirty nine and a half is the game total right now. All right, so I've got anywhere from one and a half all the way to Dallas, give him 12 and a half. I, but it's really still close to that opening line. Wasn't the opening line six on this game? Six and a hook. Yeah, so it's five and a half here. I, you know what? I'm going to sit tight. The line that I like that's moved now is is I like laying the two and a half Dallas first half because we're still 0-0, and that New Orleans offense looks really bad. So I didn't like it at four and a half, but at the, at the two and a half, uh, I think that that's probably a play. Yeah, I'm not getting that option right now. I'm just getting game, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. So I am going to sit tight. I'm going to go back to the hot. I love the fact that we cashed those those two plays in live action, second period. That, that was really, really a cool, cool thing. Because uh, now we cashed tickets. We cashed five or six tickets already. We still got eight minutes. You know, you could do a lot of stuff. I once had a three minutes where I won. About 500 bucks on the horses. <laughs> so you can do anything. Sure. Minutes. All right. So uh, so let's do this. Let's get back and, 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 and kind of regroup. I talked about the better way weekend. We're going to worry about that. The two and a half was a winner, so it didn't matter that the odds dropped. But I got it a plus money. Anytime, you know you're doing well, Wes, right? When, when you see something, you have at one number, and you wouldn't bet it at the number it is now because it's gone in your favor, you know? Right. All right. Oh, oh, the NBA game. John from GMS Sports Consultants gave us a, an NBA game. He gave us the under Oklahoma City, Memphis. Oklahoma City, Memphis. So let's see what we got. 
It was 47. It was 47 for the first quarter. And the over-under was 53 and a half. I don't know what we have for the over-under. I think we have 210. And now it's showing 205. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. I got under 210. I'd rather have under 210 than under 205. It doesn't take math experts. You know, don't get me wrong. You're very good at math. But it doesn't take math experts to figure out you're doing good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about some of the things that, that uh, Mo talked about. And because I've got a, a lot on our plate that we're going to cover here in the next, you know, f uh, handful of minutes. Uh, the, give me 30 seconds. The college coaching carousel, do you care? I, I think it's exciting, but I, I don't think it's – I'm not really into the doing the teams dirty. You know, Notre Dame, they had, a, they had a shot of being in the playoffs, and they do take the coaching into consideration. Um, I, I, I like the fact that Luke Fickle is staying put where he is. He's riding his team out. They're going to end up in the Big 12 in a Power 5. So I think Lincoln Riley, I think that's a, that's a home run. USC is going to win an Addy in the next couple of years. Uh, that needed to happen. College football is better when USC is relevant. Yeah, and they're not. You know, the funny part about it is uh, of the handful of coaches, who would have thought two of them had Cincinnati ties, right? Luke, and, and uh, that's where he came from when he went to Notre Dame. Yeah. All right, so let's I, talk about uh, your, your contest. You're, doing, you're still way above 500 on your contest in Vegas. I know you had a couple weeks that hurt you, but you weren't alone. Everybody had a couple weeks. Do you have your plays yet for the contest? I don't have them yet for the contest. I, I'm looking at them. There's some big lines this week. And, uh, you know, I will tell you the one that I like right now is the Chargers. And I like getting the points with the Chargers, especially uh, since he traveling across the country, coming off of a win against what I think is a very inept Pittsburgh team. Since he, since he, is, since he is a good team, and I agree with everything Mo said, that they're going in the right direction. But uh, big win like that against the talent of Pittsburgh kind of overstated going across the country. Uh, I, I really do like the chargers and that yeah, spot. That's and, my and, only yeah, pick locked in. The bottom line is that was a dominant performance, but I have a best friend. That's a Pittsburgh fan. And he told me that before the game, he said, they're going to get whacked. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, uh, but Chicago options traders, right? Chicago options trader. They, we, they, we had, they uh, that and they can get your plays and they can find out who you have in the circa. And you've had just, Wes, you've had some mind-boggling weeks on there recently. Yeah, we have. And, and you know, this is a week where the, the mar this past week the market's been, you know, pretty up and down based off of some COVID news and things like that. And uh, a lot of guys making money even when the stock market is down. And, and then you get my plays, and, and I, I'm putting a lot of live plays out there. Yeah, I always tell my wife, I say, sweetie, I never have a problem when I get screwed on a back door or an extra point gets missed because somebody won when I lost. And that's the nature of the beast. You got, you know, if you got to make money in the down market, and you got to make money in the up market, otherwise, you're half the time you're losing money. Yes, sir. So let's talk NCAA, right? Let's do it. What's it? Ten games? Yeah, it, it's conference championship weekend. So some of these games, they just need to win. Some of the games, they they're still trying to make statements for the final vote. Some of these players. Uh, it, depending on their situation, some of these players have already announced they're going in the NFL draft, and then you know who gives a rip about it. So, uh, I, I like this week, and the games that I'm the most passionate about are not the sexiest games. But you know, I'm looking for value, and I'm looking to cash tickets. I the the first game that I'm on in the morning is I'm looking at the Kent against NIU, and 
I would be on NIU if they had their starting quarterback and starting running back, but they don't. And looking at the way Northern Illinois played the last last game, they can't do a thing on offense uh, without Lombardi, their starting quarterback. So uh, Kent can move the ball. Kent can move the ball in the air. Uh, and, you know, to lay three and a half points, I think Kent is going to be the, the – the Mac champion. All right. So, do you remember what uh, what line what line we got on the two and a half over? I think it was minus one ten. I think it was just a regular old number. Well, it's plus one thirty two now. So I'm going back in. Yep. As you know, um, there's twenty five minutes left in that game, and I need two goals. I... The other NC two A game that I like, and and again, it seems like the whole world, the whole college football fan nation is is just assuming that Georgia is just going to spank Alabama, and uh, I'm saying don't overthink it. Nick Saban has only lost twice against former of former assistants. And if you just look at this year, what happens when Bama comes off of a loss or a near loss? The, the first time they flirted with a loss, they came back the following week and won 63 to 14. Then when they actually lost, they came back the following week against Mississippi State, which is not a joke of a team, and beat them 49 to 9. So they're coming off of a game where it took overtime, four quadruple overtime for them to actually win that game. Now they're going to play against Saban's former assistant. I, I like Bama in the points. I like Bama winning the game outright. I think Georgia will be the national champion, but I think they're going to have to beat Bama next month in order to do it. I got a three-teamer, Houston, Alabama, and Iowa. And it's a plus, uh, I don't know, 7,500, I think. 75 oh, oh on, on that Big Ten. I just I'm slipping on the ice after that win. Totally. I I I could totally see it too. And these are two Big Ten teams that, you know, they're always kind of in it, always kind of around their big brands. So you think that there's something. I could see them hawkeyeing and I can see them wolverining. And, you know, I, I would love to see Michigan get into the playoffs just just to have the Big Ten represented. But I agree with you. I could see them falling face flat on the ground and then the hardball drums start banging again. No doubt about it. All right, we're out of here. The uh, Loudmouths are next. Sports Betting Weekly on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, and the Sports Betting Channel. Always be cashing. Always be cashing. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio.